Hello, everybody, and welcome back to I've Got a Movie to Watch. My name is Matt. I'm miserable. I'm Dakota. Dakota didn't enjoy the movie this mm. week. <laughs> uh, this week we watched It, the uh, the classic ABC miniseries one, not the most recent remakes with Bill Scarsgård. This was a miniseries? Mm-hmm. It was a two-part miniseries. That's... They did an hour and a half one night and an hour and a half the other night. That's why I like splits in the middle. No, I mean, I got that. I knew it was three hours long, but I didn't know that's what qualifies as a miniseries. Sure. As long as it's in separate nights and yeah, (laughs) totally. Okay. For this night, it's the childhood drama and tomorrow night, it's the adult drama. Why not? Why not? I mean, that's pretty much how it's separated. Why not? Um... (sighs) Dakota did not enjoy this one. I did not enjoy this one. Did you at least enjoy Tim Curry? Yeah, it's Tim Curry. Like, he... I wanted to be with Pennywise. You wanted to be with I wanted to be with Pennywise. Like, there was a point where I was like, I would just rather go into the sewers with the clown than deal with what is above ground. I mean, Tim... Yeah? I don't want to say fair. Yeah? Yeah, you had a moment there where you were like, you thought about it. No, I, I, they all float down there, and yes, there's death. But I like to think before you're ripped and mutilated, you, you get to see some balloons instead of dealing with multiple years of childhood trauma that then go into adult relationships, and you had to deal with that terror for forty years of your life. Okay, no, they forget about the terror for a while. No, yes, they do. They forget. So your body keep body keeps the score. It's a book. Look no, it up. No, 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 no. They. It specifically says that they forget. That's why when they go back to get dairy, they're like, I don't remember any of this. They don't remember Pennywise specifically, but old Beverly's like, I married a man that was just like my father. Okay, you on. sure did, hold kid. On, hold on. Well, we can get into that. I'm already mad. <laughs> I know you're mad. We can get into it. Okay. But the whole the whole point was... Yes, they do forget as, they, as no, the no, ones no. that moved further away. The whole, the whole point was, in this movie at least, and... Other material. I don't know how it is in the book and the uh, remakes, but in this series, Pennywise does not want them to come back at no, all. No, no. He he's it, like, stay away, do not come back. So the whole point was he gave them very successful lives. Like every like, Bill has, is a successful author. So again, Beverly is a successful fashion designer. I want to go ahead and cut you off right there. Um, I would still rather be with Pennywise because one, the trauma was in their day to day was bad, but also, oh, he wants me to have a successful career so I don't go back. Thanks, like mutant clown. I um, I'm having trouble here, having trouble here. <laughs> Matt's already done with me today. <laughs> anyway, so let's talk about let's actually talk about it. Yeah, because I mean, it's a three hour movie. The book is. Almost like 2,000 pages. I, I read the Spark Notes because I can't watch a three-hour movie and a novel in well, the same well, okay. week. Okay, you know, that's that's a success for me just because I wholeheartedly expected you to go into this movie, watch it once, never be interested in this like world at all ever again. You told me it was worse, and I was like, no. And yeah, no, it's worse. Oh, yeah, it's significantly worse than the books. It's like, a, this is the most tame version of this story, 100%. I agree. I like, will agree. It, it, it's, I mean, it's made for TV, but it's extremely tame compared to the remakes. And especially, the book is wild. The book is wild. It is very wild. But we're talking about the ABC miniseries, so... ABC miniseries with Tim Curry, who is our actor of the month, which is why we're reviewing it, and he is a damn delight. All right, let's get into it. Dakota's not cheerful today. I am. I. 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 I think, I think this movie brought in childhood trauma for herself. It wasn't <laughs> even so much childhood trauma for myself, but it's like I went, I got home from work and just did more work. That's what it was. All right. Uh, so I, I don't think going step by step through the movie is the way to go this week, just because it's very, a lot of people know yeah. this story. I want to take more of a deep dive into like who you connected with because each character goes through their each Pennywise. individual storyline. Connected with Pennywise. 
Pennywise. No, I didn't, but... I'm no like, one connects with Pennywise. He's a serial killer clown that wants to eat children. You really connect with that? Who is a shapeshifter. Yes. Also, there was this weird... And this is going to go down a rabbit hole. Y'all could do this for later. But I was talking with my co-worker Jody yesterday. Shout out to the Jody. Mary Poppins. Yeah, the Mary... So apparently Mary Poppins and It. There is like some deep dive somewhere on the internet of how they are the same creature. And I get it. And so, I don't know. That's something food for thought. Mary Poppins thrives on children joy while it thrives on children fear. Right. So, like, me and it, I'm, I'm, I'm Mary Poppins. I'm delightful. Don't look at me. <laughs> but as a, as a therapist that advocates for children who have been in situations like the children in this movie, um... Just the sheer absurdity of a lot of things was like, I don't know, maybe this, maybe the serial killer clown's the best way to go. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they all make it out for the most part. Oh, I'm sorry. Four out of seven. <laughs> Five. Five? Yeah. Mike doesn't die. Oh, he's not there for like the big stuff at the end. Yeah, he doesn't die. He just goes to the hospital because the... Bully comes back and stabs him, but he he lives. If nobody has seen it before, this is going to be very confusing for you. It's okay. I had not seen it until three days ago, and um, even even then, just talking about this in retrospect will make more sense than actually watching the movie. The movie does age well. No, no, there are aspects that every every scene with Pennywise is pretty okay. I agree. Okay. I agree with that. There are certain scenes like the bike scene with Bill and Mike that does not age well. Mm -mm. There's some horror scenes like each character gets their own like individual like trauma moment in the movie when they're a kid. And then also like a reintroduction to that trauma moment. Kind of through, as an adult through yeah, and then it's just kind like of Pennywise. Yeah, Pennywise like approaches them as kids and then approaches them as adults, and sometimes it's connected, and sometimes you're Richie and you just get. I, I'm gonna be a werewolf in a basement, and then I'm gonna attack you in a library. And I mean, from what I read of the Spark Notes in the book, that's about the same. I get like I always feel like Richie got. I mean, he doesn't get it as bad as Stan. Stan get it, gets it pretty bad. I mean, you you get his childhood trauma moment not even in the first part of the miniseries, technically. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And by the second part of the miniseries, he's he dead. He did. I, I did think the, the scene where they're in the library and Stan's head's in the refrigerator was really cool. At least he got to come back. As Pennywise. <laughs> you know, at one point... Specifically, Beverly was Pennywise. How do you not know you're Kiss me, fat boy! How do you know you're not making out with the clown? I don't know. This is... I had to just at one point let go of what I know of trauma. And I'm a trauma-informed therapist. Like, that. that's on my business card. <laughs> and I just had to kind of let go and be like, there. I understand there is a fantasy sci-fi not sci-fi but horror aspect to this of just like oh no there's sci-fi to it he's an alien or a shapeshifter i don't no, know he's an alien did they ever go into saying that it is an alien mm -hmm. isn't I, it, well in the books in the um because in the book in the remakes yes they uh, they they talk about how because um he like landed and the reason why it's underground is because it made a huge like crater hole and, and that's where like that's where the okay. old house so was built. The the mini series doesn't do good filling in some of those gaps. I no, go ahead. I I was very confused about a few well, things. To just put it into perspective, you're like, oh my god, this is a three hour movie. The no, the remakes are separated into two movies. One's two and a half hours. One's three. That's I will not be watching those. Thank you. No, because you. You don't like horror movies, and that's a horror. Movie. Like that, this, this, this would fit more like psychological cringe. Yeah, there's a lot of cringe. There's a lot of cringe. This would fit more psychological because it has like it has popped up when I don't want it to uh, several times over the past couple of days. 
So because TikTok listens to you. Well, no, I don't even have the TikTok anymore because I'm like this. The power crisis compels you. I don't need this. But like, it's just popped up of like where I'm like, why, why? And again, because I deal with childhood trauma every single day. That's my job. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is just work after work. So it's like it just pops up when I don't want it to. Yeah. So I'm like, oh well, yeah, that happened in it. So huh. you want to talk about the kids? Yeah, let me see. My first note, uh, Matthew, it's only been five minutes and there is child murder. The last half, I specifically wrote well, in all caps. you gotta initiate the movie somehow. Yeah, child murder. I mean, you don't even see, the kid just kind of disappears. You don't know if they actually die. Because that makes me feel so much better. I mean, you don't see... I know this is a movie about child they, murder, but I was they, hoping it'd be a little more drawn out for three they, hours they worth of stuff. just disappear, you know? Just like... Just, just poof. Gone. And balloons. Was there a balloon? So, let's let's talk about the kids. Let's talk about the kids. So, we, we, we got Bill. We got Bill. Bev. Beth. Ben. Nope, Bev. Bev. Sorry. Bill Bev. Ben. Ben. Richie. Richie. Eddie. Eddie. Stan. Stan. Mike. Mike. Those are like our our losers club. That's what they call themselves. And they're, I guess, the main protagonists of this movie. Mm-hmm. So. And each one has their own little trauma moment. I, I think I connected the most with Bill. Mm-hmm. Because Bill's story, his trauma is um, neglecting his younger brother and having the regret of not being there when he died, which I, I like the grief and the regret I can really connect with a lot. Cause I like to say I don't have a lot of regrets in life, but there are things that I do regret not doing mm-hmm. um, when certain people are around and not being like, not having the opportunity to see those people again and make amends or so forth and so on. You know? Right. So that, Bill's story always connected with me because the whole story is he's pretending to be sick on the day that Georgie dies just to not interact with him. And he gives him a boat on a rainy day, like a little paper boat. And the paper boat goes down into the sewer and that's where Georgie meets Pennywise. Pennywise rips his arm off and kills him. And Bill's forever just traumatized by that regret and grief like it's more like yeah it's grief but he has so much regret of just not being there because he's like it's my fault that my brother died that day Mm -hmm. if i would have just gone and played with him or interacted with him he would have never gotten his arm ripped off Mm. so i think that i think between all seven of them there, there's like a tier list, and I think Bill's trauma is probably like at the at the top for me, and Bev's is up there too. Like when it comes down, Dakota's giving me the eyes, but like let, let's I'm be, not giving eyes. I'm just no, like I'm, let, this, let's be real. Like Stan's Stan's trauma is doesn't really compare to everybody else's. In well, so I want to go ahead and preface this with. Um, how the movie portrays this trauma, yes, it tends to minimize others over the more. In real life Dakota mode, um, you can't just Google what's the worst trauma that happens I to you. I get that. I'm but saying, like, no, I'm no, I'm not, this isn't an attack. This isn't an attack. No, I know it's not. I'm just saying, like, for the people out there, like, the movie didn't do stand good. You don't really, like, I'm talking about, like, on a connection level. You yeah. don't, you can't really connect with Stan that much. And because I mean, yes, he gets scared by Pennywise, but all the kids get scared by Pennywise. It doesn't really go into depth with it. And in the book, it's it's more anti-Semitism. Yes. Because he's Jewish. Yes. And then that we can expand. Yeah, on. But they, in, they do going, that in the remake. They, right. they talk about his Jewish heritage and that's a huge deal. And I mean, there's a lot of things done in the remake in the book. Like there is severe undertones. Now, there's undertones that Eddie is possibly homosexual it's not outright said Mm -hmm. but there's undertones that like he's gay coded for this movie but in the remakes in the book it's richie that's more gay coded and see me watching this miniseries i picked up with more richie yeah i agree because like he 
he's always like trying to physically touch Eddie, not like inappropriately, but like he'll like grab him and give him a doogie or like mm-hmm. just like put his hand on his shoulder, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he's always like very affectionate in a jokey way. Like it's one of those things where like you make fun of people because you like them. Mm-hmm. In back in the 90s, and you correct me if this is like something I'm misremembering, and I'm sure somebody will. I remember back in like 80s and 90s wearing an earring on one specific ear was also an indicator of that, like a, a sign to tell others, hey, this is what I'm into. Just in like theater and film and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so. Did he have an earring? He had an earring. Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah, I, I paid it for whatever reason that picked up, um, but he did. Uh, so, but going back to again, like the the move the miniseries movie doesn't do a good job of like Stan and Richie get they get they don't really get as much spotlight with it I would argue that Eddie as well kind of on the lower end of that I, I think they do what they can with Eddie but they but really the spotlights on Ben, ben Bill, Bill and, and Beth. Beth Bev yeah I keep wanting to say Beth Beverly yeah. um, Beverly but, Beverly's trauma is like you it's pretty easy to connect with that level of trauma because it's mm-hmm. There's dealing a lot of- with hormones, it's dealing with puberty, dealing with kind of that next level from going from a child to an adult. A physically abusive father. Mm-hmm. Um, and because she is going through these changes, her body is also changing. And there's even particular scenes where like she is being, and I guess we should have started off the podcast, but this is a trigger warning. Um, there are very heavy topics always talked about. Um, and most of these, but, um, you see, you know, sexual assault, she's being groped by these bullies. Um, mm-hmm. she's being pinned down a lot. Um, and the, the sexual reactivity that comes with that, um, as is displayed in the book more so than the movie, but even in the movie, it's still very just like, okay, that's concerning behavior. Um, but yeah, Beverly has significant, um, uh, physical abuse from her father, which then transfers over into her adult relationships. Uh, she ends up being with a man that is also very abusive. abusive. And even before you outright see it, just there's little microaggressions where I'm like, yeah, I can already tell that's not okay. Yeah, She's looked like just immediately when somebody comes in, Miss Beverly, you have a phone call and it, it's Mike calling to be like, hey girl, we're getting the band back together. Yeah. Um, she's like, oh, like, oh, I'll take it. Not. I'll, I'll take it. And he's like, oh, she's way too busy right now. And I'm like, sir, is your name on the company? Yeah. Um, and so then it kind of, and then you eventually do see like where he tries to harm her later. Yeah. Um, but just those like little psychological aggressions that you even see from her dad. Um, so Beverly has pretty significant trauma and ever, I feel like that's the most like, I would agree with you. Like Bill Ben's and Beverly's trauma is the most, because recognizable that's a good word yeah because ben's is more he's picked on because he's overweight which i didn't think he was that overweight but this is also the 90s true um but like he severely picked on for being overweight um his father went off to war and didn't come back back. Mm -mm. i don't Um, think it mentions if he like passes away or just straight just doesn't come home yeah it does it just he he fought in the korean war and didn't come back um when you look at again i just read the spark notes but the summary of the book um the reason that ben is so fat is that there's a food insecurity from his mom Mm -hmm. because they're staying with relatives um and needing to get aid and stuff like that so she's feeding him a lot to make sure he is well fed but to the point where it is harmful he is overweight yeah um and and, he, and the bullying that he gets from it the just absolute terror like they're holding a knife up to him in the movie and in, carve pig into his stomach stuff and like that. in the book they do carve the letter h for henry bowers who is the bully yeah. he does actually carve that into his stomach. yeah they, they do that in the remake too um yeah but there's there's so much we we're trying to stay on topic with the abc miniseries but there when you have so many different mediums for this one story it's kind of hard not to compare um because i think pennywise in this movie like i think tim curry does a really good job of being like i'm a clown but there's terrifying undertones to this clown but, like, for the most part, he's, like, I'm a funny clown to try and, like, entice you to come towards him. Mm-hmm. In the remakes, it's way more, like, 
I'm a scary mofo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I don't know. Scar-Scar. I don't, I don't Scar-Scar know. Scar-Scar yeah. was the one who did yeah. that. He did a good job. He did a great job. And I don't know how it is in the books. I think it's more like the miniseries where it's like, hey, I'm trying to lure you in. Yes. Then... There, it mentions with Georgie, um, again, I refuse to read this book, but I was going to get a summary because apparently this story had that big of an impact on me and I didn't want to openly admit that. But here we are. Um, like when Georgie was being lured, he could smell like sweets and yeah, like could cotton, cotton candy, corn, cotton but candy. also that kind of scent of death. Like mm-hmm. that's, you know how garbage smells. It's like yeah. that sweet stank. Mm-hmm. Stank. Can't wait to hear that on the recording. <laughs> <laughs> that sweet stink. And then it's like, it feels, and I'd also just made the connection of like, that's kind of how dairy is in a way, mm-hmm. like the town of like, come on in. It's small town. We're very intimate, but also there's a lot of these underlying issues that do not get resolved, mm-hmm. which also it's a part of this. Like a lot of the children's trauma is outright ignored and not noticed yeah. by other people in town. Well, it's because the adults, when, when you become an adult in dairy, you forget everything about your childhood. Um, that's why when they come back, like Mike's like, no, I stayed here the entire time. And, and to, to tack onto that, as far as character, I didn't necessarily really identify with any of the characters, but Mike was probably the closest for me. Um, as far as the miniseries goes, cause he was like, I was going to stay and I was going to be the watchman and yeah. I was going to look out for this town. And I kind of resonated with that a little bit as like a person who I'm a therapist. I look out for other people. Like I genuinely want well for my better man. And I, I specifically like working with kids because I enjoy the ripple effect that that can have. Cause Mike was the last one to join the losers club. Mm-hmm. So like he probably has, I mean, it probably goes deeper into the book, but he probably has that like self just realization of like, I, found these people that I really connect with because he was a pretty big loner in the series and the books mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. Like he And that was in the, that in was the books, due to he, being racially outcast. Well not I think as well. Not just that, but like he also doesn't directly live in the center of town. Like he lives off on a farm with his dad, mm-hmm. like in the book. So like he's mm-hmm. not really like able to interact with kids as much as other people. Right. Um but yeah, it's very racially charged in, in the books and in the remakes. It doesn't really touch to, like yeah, there there's a lot of racially charged bullying from it uh, from Henry Bowers mm-hmm. towards Mike, and that's how like Mike gets chased off into the uh, the quarry or whatever. It's yeah, called. there's like a crane and stuff like they're yeah. there, and there's a bunch of dirt. Yeah. Um, he gets chased off, and that's where he ends up meeting with the Losers Club. And I did make a note. Of like that was the only kind of like thing in the mini series that was addressed as like actually we're not okay with this because like he's getting picked on on an open street before mm-hmm. they chase him into the quarry um, by Henry Bowers and his two goonies mm-hmm. and he's just like I just want to be left alone he's trying to not mm-hmm. engage in that conflict and they start kind of like harassing him and chasing him and there's another person on the side of the street was like hey you boys stop that mm-hmm. and that was the only adult in that town that actually addressed like that's not okay yeah because there's a scene that's like explicitly points out that like bev is getting bullied and like sexually harassed by henry bowers and his kids and there's an adult that literally just turns a blind eye to the entire situation. like he makes eye contact with beverly and turns away yeah um so the adults suck. The adults suck. Town. And you know what? That's like a reoccurring theme in my line of business. <laughs> um, but going from there. Um, so we're introduced to these kids kind of like in their own stories and how their, their, their stuff manifests with Pennywise. Um mm. So you see Bill looking at uh, pictures of Georgie. There's blood in the book. Uh, Bev is in her home, blood out of the sink. Uh, Richie sees the werewolves in London, whatever. It's a good song. Uh, Couldn't miss doing that. Um, Mike sees it with um, the book that he has and is reviewing, um, like, old history of dairy. Um, 
Stan sees the mummy. Stan and, sees uh, the mummy, which that was the most, I think, terrifying. Really? I thought that was scary how they, like, it wasn't so much scary, but I was like, to me, that was visually, like, very uncomfortable, I guess, because you just didn't have a face. I guess. Do they do, in the in the books and in the remakes, Eddie is, is a leper because he's afraid of germs. Um, I don't know. If, I can't remember if they do that. In, in, Ed, uh, in the in the mini. Oh no no no! He's in the shower. Yeah, and then it's yeah the shower. And Pennywise comes out. That was honestly like that scene does not look great, but like I just love the practical effects of it. Yeah. Because it's so weird. Yeah. Um, they do a lot of weird like claymation stuff almost in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like the scene where the kids first off think they killed Pennywise when they're children and he goes down into the little like hole. Mm -hmm. It's like a weird claymation. I thought that was cool how they did it, but like everything's practical, which I appreciate. It's just when you watch it, you're like that. That was something. Mm -hmm. Cause like when he, when he pulls up in the drain pipe in the shower, like the floor like crinkles up like Like paper. Yeah. 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 And uh, the effects, while I can appreciate them, also took me away from the movie, which yeah. was helpful. And that's why I was like, okay, I see how you're like, this isn't actually that scary. No, it's not. Um, and like that's, like I said, the second half of the movie, you get more more of that. And the first half, I think, was very well done. It did a very good, up until like your train sequence, but they did a very good job. Like, you grow to care about these kids. Yeah, you do. You got I mean, to care it about a, it. Doesn't, I mean, Eden does a good job making you, like, yeah, you don't really connect that well with, like, Stan or Richie. But as, as a as whole. Kids, but, like, as a whole, yeah. you're like, I want this group of kids to, to, be okay. to be okay. Like, yeah. Also, I want to point out there was a whole cop that was like, what are you kids doing down here? And they're like, we're building the dam. Oh, you're going to be doing blah, 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 blah. Also, there's been another murder, and I need you guys to make handshakes with each other and make sure you stay together. Yeah. And I'm like, just set up patrols or something. Yeah. He's like, you're going to take the faith of 17-year-olds to handshake and be like, I need y'all to stay together. Thank you. I'm Mr. Cop Man. That was the world turtle coming to him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't even get me started. I don't even know. Because now I you know about the world tour. And I was like, <laughs> what? I was just like, I'm done. I got to that I got to that point. I'm reading this out loud to my boyfriend David, who's on the phone. He's a truck driver. And so I'm reading this off and he watched this with me. And I'm like, there's a turtle? Yeah. And it created the universe in yep. Pennywise. Yep. I gotta go. I'm going to bed. <laughs> I have to go to bed. <laughs> the book, like I said, the book's wild. Um, I'm just like, I do think they, so for the most part, condensed this they did very large, intricate, absurd, elaborate, absurd, absurd story into like what you said is a very palpable, palpable. yeah, palpable. Um, and they did they did do a good job. The second half was not super great. There was a lot of like just. I felt very disjointed in it. Yeah. Um, How did you feel about the Chinese restaurant scene? I don't. It was another thing of just like traumatic memory. Cue the temptations. Yeah. As let's go eat some dumplings and laugh and get drunk, even though we know why we're all here. It's just classic avoidance. Um, also, it just felt like a fever dream. If I, at some point, I was like, this whole movie could just be psychosis. Just like group <laughs> shared psychosis, which can happen. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, I, I'm tired. Like, that was the halfway point. Like, at one point, after all, like, the trauma introductions, I'm like, I'm tired. And I told you, I was like, I gotta take a break. And then I got past that. And then we went to the, and we got to the Chinese restaurant scene. And they're all, like, eating. And they're like, oh, and all this other stuff and like Bev comes in and everybody's like making out with Bev. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> I was like, I get but also in the in the book it's It's like they she like makes out with Bill and it's like Bill, you have a wife. You have he has a whole wife. That like you actually care about. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, Bev it's probably gonna separate herself from her husband, but like still. 
Um, so like, it's just, it's very like going back to the book. There's a lot of like coming of age undertones for Beverly and what I consider to be inappropriate acts done with the children in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how they translated it into the miniseries was still cringy, but not as explicit. And I'll give it yeah, that. The, it's like all the boys have like a childhood crush on her. Yes, they do. They do. Um, and they act upon that in the book for friendship and getting out I, of where I do, they're at. I do think it's kind of, because we talk about how Richie's kind of gay-coded, but Beverly outright, like, makes comments towards Richie all the time. Yeah. Hello, lover, and stuff like that. And she did that at, like, 10 as yeah, well. At 10. Um, um, but So I, I thought that was kind of... But we got, to, we got to Chinese restaurant and all the cringe that was introducing them, everybody to Beverly. Um, and they're all having a good time, having a good time. And then all of a sudden they're not. Yeah. The fortune cookie scene is always a really big hit for a lot of people with the book and the adaptations. Cause in the book it's terrifying. And in the movies, like in this one, it's not as terrifying, but like, it's still kind of like Beverly opens the first fortune cookie and she's like splatter of blood all over her face. You have this weird kind of like, baby bird kind of thing on the it's still very just like what is what why and yeah so it went from temptations to this is real this is this is is it is any of this real but this is the the chair like that's like we're feeling good because we're together and now we're like oh no we remember why we're together well they that but like every single one of the adults when they first arrived to dairy like Bill has an encounter with Pennywise where he's digging all their graves. Yep. Beverly has an encounter with an old lady um, who's supposed to be living in her old house, but turns out it's not. not. Um, Eddie goes back to the pharmacy because his entire life, his mom fed him placebo pills, and making him think he's sick and needs all this stuff. But it's, doesn't. It's just a way to try to control. Yeah. Um, uh, Richie in the library scene, and then. Ben. Ben's was like he goes down to the quarry again and sees like a weird skeleton and then when he gets back in the taxi cab he sees Pennywise on the side of the road with yeah. a balloon in the car saying turn back or something like that because mm-hmm. in this story at least Pennywise does not want them there mm-hmm. um, that's why he gave them these quotations perfect lives to like not be enticed to come back home like, they all have very successful careers. They all are dealing with their past traumas, just reiterated in a different way. Mm-hmm. But, like, Eddie still is with his mom. Richie, does it really touch on Richie's trauma? Like, he's just successful, but, like, like Beverly lives with an abusive husband. Bill's dealing with... Mm-hmm. I don't, it doesn't really do very well bill is a successful author and writer and he writes horror well he's supposed to be like the stephen king King, like yeah he's the stephen yeah i was like that's immediately reference to him but like you know he's successful but he's basing it off these things that he doesn't really remember yeah okay okay so it's like you know he relives it through his writing um what was it with um Richie doesn't really like, and then Stan. Stan was just out of left field. He's like, mm, I don't want to go back. Time to die. Mm-hmm. Like, it was. It did again. The miniseries didn't do a super great job with Stan. No, because him and Richie kind of show up in the first part mm-hmm. later. Because it introduces you to Bill very early on. Introduces you to Beverly and Ben, and even introduces you to Eddie pretty early on. Mm-hmm. And then Richie and Stan just kind of like show up right before Mike's introduced. Yeah. Um, how annoyed were you with Richie as an adult? Because I thought he was insufferable. Um, he's just really loud. <laughs> yeah. He he had, I think, appropriate trauma responses, but if you're not used to those things, um, it's going to seem very annoying. Uh, I do agree. I'm not, I'm not I do it. agree. Well, I guess if I just took it away from that, then yeah, he'd be, if I just removed that aspect of it, I was like, this guy's a jackass. Well, like it's the constant joking around, not yeah. taking anything seriously, which yes, is a trauma response. 
Um, but if I if I took it away, like, because I think he's like well known for being a comedian. Yeah, he's um, like a late night host or something like that. In this yeah. Story. Um. So like, I don't know. Just very loud in your face, like I'm not gonna do what you want. Blah, blah, blah. Airline food. What's that? What's the problem with that? Yeah. Uh, what's up with that? Um. So just the fact that like he just seemed very. I, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, I think you saw, like, the thought leave my brain. Yeah. Um, Richie's Richie. Uh, I like that little Richie with Seth Green. Yeah. That's, I, I wrote, thought it was hilarious. I wrote, Seth yo, Green that, Seth Green. You think it was funny that Seth Green at that age was taller than everybody else? Yeah. Yeah. But that tracks. But, like, Seth Green as an adult is, like, notoriously really short. Look, he hit puberty early, and Seth Green, we love you. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Um, also, Seth Green was in Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. The second one, I think. Yeah, he was in Scooby-Doo 2. Yeah, he was in Scooby-Doo 2. He's in a lot of stuff. He's in a lot of stuff, but... He voices Chris on Family Guy. He does, I mean, he does a lot of stuff. But, because I, in my brain, remember different things. I remember Scooby-Doo, much like my first Tim Curry experience. Yay, it's that episode where Dakota talks about Muppet Treasure Island again. Um, But that, like, stuff like that. We're not, I'm not going to go down it. I'm not going to do it. I love it so much. Can we please just review it? Uh, But yes, Seth Green, that's how I remember it. I was very excited to see Seth Green in this. Um, Also, fun fact, older Ben is... John Ritter from Three's Company. Yep. And so when I saw that, I was like, (laughs) (laughs) they got, they got, for the most part, decently famous actors to play the adults. Mm -hmm. The kids, not so much. And with that kind of, you have Bill Hader and James McAvoy and Jessica Chastain as adult Beverly Ritchie and uh, Bill in the remakes, which are like very Very high profile actors, but all the other actors, like, you have the Old Spice guy playing Mike. Do you know the Old Spice guy? Who is the Old Spice guy? The the one that's like, I'm on a horse. I love that guy. Yeah. That yeah, guy. that's perfect. <laughs> that makes sense. That's Richie? No, that's Mike. Oh. Bill Hader plays Richie. Yo, you know what? Mike was the one I liked the most, so it makes sense that the Old Spice guy would translate in the remake. So, yeah, I'm okay with that. Um, I'm okay with that. But in, in the remakes... The child actors were definitely the more high-profile ones. Because mm-hmm. you got a... Uh, I'm drawing a blank. I'm not even going to go through it. I'm just, just drawing a blank. But they're, they're the more high-profile ones. The kids in the 80s or whatever, when it came out, the ABC miniseries mm-hmm. were a little more low-profile just because you had a handful of child actors at that age mm-hmm. in Hollywood and you were either the... You, you know, mean we couldn't get Macaulay Culkin for this? Yeah, I was about to say, you're either Culkin <laughs> or you're not, you know? And Seth, Green, Seth Green's probably the most high-profile child actor in that group. Um, was he in any other stuff as a child? Or just, like, one that's no, recognizable today? No, I mean, I guess he's recognizable today, but I think he was. Um, but easily the most high-profile actor was Tim Curry, easily. So... Yeah. Um, so they all get as adults. They have this Chinese fortune cookie scene. Um, chaos ensues. Mike gets hurt because it goes and creates, convinces that Henry Bowers is in a psych ward. Um, cause he eventually was the one that was blamed for all the children's deaths and things like that back in 1958 or whatever it was. Um, so Mike gets stabbed by it possessed Henry Bowers, and then the knife is turned on him. Um, so Mike gets put in the hospital. The remaining Losers Club, might have Stan, who is excommunicated by this point. So there's only five of them. There's only five of them that then go down into the sewers. They do their last stand. They know what they need to look out for. Don't look into the deadlights. Um, they're going to go try save bill's wife which in the book it is bill's wife and, and bev's husband that get that's bev's husband gets he gets possessed killed. he gets possessed by it to take audra there yes but he also he is, dies whatever i think both him and audra die in the book no audra, does audra live the bike scene happens in the book oh does it yeah ah. happens in the book interesting yep 
And it's like Bill's forgetting as well as he's like on it. And so she's just like, oh, I'm back. And it's that not. That box scene at the end was so. It was so. I was like, how did that look so uncomfortable? But they do. They, they go. If I was Audrey and woke up in that moment, because she's like almost comatose. Bicycle. Like, I'd be like, oh, my God. It's like, what? And then we're in the middle of this, like, intersection, and everyone's blowing their horns, and we're just, like, making out because we're fine. Um, It was like, okay, well, happy ending. Um, But, yeah, yeah, so. Let's get back to the spider. Yeah, the spider. Um, I can understand. So, again, Matt, you and I are children of the 90s. Um, I was born in 91. Uh, I grew up. Like, I remember hearing about It in kindergarten. I had a friend that had told me they had watched It, and they said they loved it. And I was like, my mom and dad said it's a scary movie, and I'm not supposed to watch it. And so I never did, because like most things Little Dakota was saw and did, she just didn't want to, just didn't want to, why would I want to do that? And now you're in your early 30s watching it. Why would I want to do that? <laughs> I have my stance has not changed in 25 years. Um, but I remember like this being like the scary movie of the time. Like you didn't watch it. Like kids made like kids like were like, yeah, it's super scary. Like you like you were a hardcore kid. And this is like maybe the first 10 years of my life. Like if you had seen it, you were like hardcore. And yeah. granted, there were way worse things oh, at the time. Worse. But like as a kid, because it was on TV and I then you like could get the movie. I feel like parents with this movie, probably not the best decision, but like, it, Maybe more like hands it's a off. TV movie. Yeah, like, it's probably okay. If you watch it, it's whatever, you know. But I mean, my my friend, we talked about Henry uh, last week, I think. Um, he introduced me to all kinds of movies. He introduced me to it. But he also like, he introduced me to like the Predator movies and the Alien movies. Like he was watching all of it, like all of it. At a very young age. You know what I was watching at a very young age? Bubba Treasure Island. Let's move on. Anyway. (laughs) Also Treasure Planet, which is very good. I just really liked the Treasure Island stuff. I read the book in middle school. It was not as cool. Um, Anyway, moving on. So what were we talking about? I had a moment there. We were talking about the spider. Where I saw Rizzo the rat. (laughs) Oh, my God. I loved him. We're Um, we're talking about the spider. Spider. The spider. So That scene was awful. It was awful, and that's where it was like David, who was watching this, was like, "This is the worst movie ever." But by that point, I was like, "This is so absurd." Of course, it looks like this. It looks like the whole when Beverly shoots the silver into its chest, and it's like a firework scene. Yeah, and it's just super. It's like seems like it's superimposed Mm -hmm. on top of the image, and so like they're like, "We got to wrap this up." And it feels like Eddie dies from shock. Yeah, which, which isn't what happens in the book. I can't remember. No, why. he like like Pennywise like straight like almost eats him, stabs him. Like he gets like fatally wounded. And uh, then in this, it's like we can't show that, so he just got pretty much die from shock. Right, because he went up with his inhaler that isn't actually an inhaler. I was like, this is battery acid. No, it's just water. Like the the pharmacist told you that twenty minutes ago. <laughs> um, what? Uh, but yeah, so he tried to recreate what he had done. When he was a child um, and just straight up, I guess, died from shock. And he's like on Richie's shoulders because Richie's like, that's my boy. And even, and you know, we get, we go through that and there's the big spider and it's like not even a spider. And then it they burst its heart open in the shadows and then we know it's dead and it's fine. And Mike's in his hospital gown writing his diary entry to let yeah. you know the the after effect of everything is like, my memory is a dear diary. Um, my memory is already leaving and like Ben and Beverly are going off to get married. Those sluts. Um, (laughs) you know, I don't know. Mike is now, Mike, Mike (laughs) is now a teenage white girl from, from the Valley instead of a middle-aged black man. Richie goes from like, Dairy to immediately going to be like Indiana Jones adjacent. And they said even in that exposition, like he worked with this guy that off looked an awful lot like Eddie, they say. And it was like, why did you why? Why? That was very weird to point out. Yeah. And so there we go with like that, you know, the quote unquote gay coding again. So I was like, okay. Um Bev and Ben, I think Bev and and Ben they like get married and start having kids like, like immediately. immediately. Like they like went to Nebraska 
got married and a week later she was pregnant. And that was apparently also something that was part of the the curse on Derry with Pennywise was they couldn't have kids. They couldn't have kids and nobody had siblings. That was also something that got them together, even though Georgie had, you know, I mean, Bill had Georgie and Georgie did have Bill until he died. Um, but then once Georgie died, that was another thing that connected them together. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Mike's like, I'm still the librarian and my memory's getting fuzzy, but I loved my friends. He does decide to leave at the end. Does he? Yeah, he does. He leaves. He, he drives off and he leaves Terry finally because, like, the work is done. Oh, okay. I don't, th- I don't think I picked up on that on the miniseries. It was just kind of, I, by that point, I was, I was a little done. <laughs> yeah, you are probably checked out. After the, after the spider scene, that spider scene is wrong. It's, it's eldritch horror. It could have been done as like Eldritch Horror. Oh, and I also wrote Puff Puff Pass in ref. I just wanted to go with yeah. that little editor's <laughs> note: Puff Puff Pass for the inhaler. Um, some of my notes just got wild. I'm not entirely sure what what is this witchcraft reference. I like I'm looking at Dakota's notes, and I've seen Dakota's notes in other movies. It's so there's like, there's she, no. She had a whole like. This is like small paper compared to her notes on Moonrise Kingdom, where it was two pages, but it was like two. Like eight by 11. These are like just, I I can tell you were checked out. I checked out and I tried. Like there's one that says Bill's ponytail is cool, LOL. Like you were. It started off okay. I feel like in this movie specifically, you were writing notes on the stuff that was not work related. (laughs) Yeah, because I was just like, I don't even know what you want me to do. Um, Like, there's the handshake with the cop. Just do patrols. Um, Sure. Add racial trauma, too. Why not? Oh, at least we acknowledge racism, general public. Um, I just at one point started just getting petty. Like, my it was oftentimes like, that's my head in my hands like this. Yeah. And David's like, are you going to write it down? I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to anymore. So uh, I just want to, as we're getting kind of close to the end. I want to say this is probably my least favorite adaptation of this story. Like compared to the book and the remake, don't really love it. I love Tim Curry's performance. Yeah. This is all for Tim Curry. Like I want you to know audience. I only suffered for, I only suffered for the method that is Tim Curry. We it was only, fantastic. Yeah, we only fantastic. did this movie because... It says featuring Tim Curry in mm-hmm. the credits, and I was like, how dare you? I mean... If not for Tim Curry, would this movie be on the map? No, it wouldn't. Thank you. It All really right. wouldn't. I rest my case. This is the end of the podcast. Join us next week when no, we talk about... stop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, I mean, you can't do a Tim Curry month without doing it, it and Rocky Horror, in my opinion. The, the, those are two... Of his most iconic yes. roles. Yes. So, like, I understand, like, doing a horror movie, even though this one's very tame, for the most part. Palpable. Like, it's it's not something you wanted to do. So, I do appreciate you experiencing I'm broadening it. my horizons. Uh, next time we do a horror movie, will probably be, like, three years out. Just for... I'm just going to read the spark. <laughs> just going to read the spark notes. Um, I didn't actually see it, but I could do like digest it better in the written word. And um, don't do that. <laughs> With, I, I've got a movie to watch, and I've got a movie to read. I don't know. Some people like screenwriting <laughs> stuff. Um, so yeah, no horror's not my jam. So I already wasn't looking forward to this, but I still watched it, and I'm glad that I did. Because it does seem like you. Are interested in the source material. I, I was interested in the source material. And, you know, Stephen King is a very well-known author. He's very well-known for his psychological thrillers. Um, I hope he's doing okay out there, buddy. Um, you probably are. You make millions of dollars off of stuff like he's this. He's getting pretty old. He's getting pretty old. I hope you're doing all right. Um, maybe what happened in Maine, dude? Um, a lot of his books are based in Maine. Yeah, well, that's where he lived. Yeah, so, um, um, and I know, like, it, there's been lots of discourse about where um, Pennywise is based off of a clown he had seen and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Um, so even if you want to look at just the author itself and go and look at his backstory and how it had led to that, because, like, Bill is a good representation of that in the movie. Well, the reason who why, Stephen King is. the original reason why he wanted to do this book in particular mm-hmm. is because he wanted to implement, in the book, you have, like, the creature of the back. 
Goon, you have the werewolf, you have the mummy. He wanted to introduce all these like universal horror icons mm-hmm. into one story, and he was trying to figure out like what the best way to do that was. And a shape shifting clown was what he came up with, and, along with all the. And there's tons of people who have fears of clowns to this day. Yeah, because of. And he, so he was successful in that. Um, I don't like the idea that a world turtle made it. I like to think turtles are a lot more wholesome and strange hey, world. You know, the world turtle made Mary Poppins too. The strange world was on the back of like the world turtle. And you know, Mary Poppins is perfectly perfect in every way. Um, and did this diminish your ideals of the world turtle? No, I just, <laughs> cause it's a turtle. He, he, you know, there is no good without evil. And then I'm going to go into an existential crisis about, you know, just, theological and philosophical BS. But to go back to to, Tim Curry did a really great job with this. Stephen King is a a good author. Um, I guess that's it. (laughs) Like I said, it's not my favorite adaptation. This is really the only adaptation you've fully experienced. And I do not intend to do anything else because I can do some psychological stuff. I do not like outright gore. And from what I've been told about the remakes, there's quite a bit more. Yeah. And I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Um, I have to protect my peace where I can. Um, But I also am not going to like super expose myself to that. But I am appreciative of it. I didn't super like it. Um, but yeah, it did yeah. have, it did out of a 10 because you kept doing this motion with yeah, your hands. Out. And I'm like, are we, is it an accordion? No. I was like, one out of 10. <laughs> one out of 10. One out of 10? I don't know. I don't like, oh, uh, like based off of just like overall movie. Yeah. Overall movie. Oh, God. Um, first half, I guess I'll take, I don't know the average of that. So first half, I'd give it like, Six, seven, six, six and a half. I'll go six and a half in the middle. Second half, it just, I had a lot, I was very disjointed, so I'm just going to have to go with like a three. So I guess overall, maybe to find a happy medium, the math doesn't math, but I'm I. Give it a four and a half, five. I'm going to give it a four. Five would be like, <laughs> meh. Four is, I don't even know. Four seems too high. I don't, three or four, depending on, maybe if I had not watched it after work and had done it like leisurely on like a Sunday or something, it wouldn't have affected me as it did. Um, I'm going to give it a four just to be gracious because it did get me interested in source material. I will give credit where credit is due. Tim Curry is very good. The child actors, I think, are very good. The adult actors are, are fine. I just didn't, just how it went was very cringy. Yeah. No, I agree with that. It's just very disjointed and cringy in the end. If we would have kept the same momentum from the first half, we would have been good. I understand why they had to do it. We've had remakes since then. Those were very successful, I believe. Yeah, if at this modern day right now, if you're going to watch a version of it, watch the most recent remakes of them, even though it's significantly longer, it's going to be like five hours to get the entire story almost. But it's broke up into two different movies. Yeah, it's it's just made so much better. Because they broke it up and they did take that time. You're not, in this, in the miniseries, you're switching back and forth. In the remakes, you spend the entire first movie just with the children. You're not switching back and forth, which I, I definitely think hurt the miniseries going back and forth and back and forth. Right. Cause you're, that's where I'm like, I'm just feel very disjointed yeah. and they did so more so than usual. Like I did more so in the second half. Mm-hmm. Cause by that point it's like, what are we referring back? Like we've already seen the backstory. Yeah. Um, but if you're going to watch anything from this movie, watch clips of Tim Curry. Yeah. Watch tips of, Watch tips of Tim. Tips watch of tips. Tim Curry. Tim, 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 Tim. Watch them clips on YouTube because they're on there. Yeah, they are. And that's where like a lot of like my reference beforehand came from. Because you see like the iconic scenes. Like mm-hmm. we all float here and the balloons and whatnot. You watch the sewer scene. You watch the shower scene and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the, the library scene, I think he handed up really hard in that scene. Yeah. Um, I would agree. So next week. We're watching our third Tim Curry movie. I'm just going to say I've I've already watched the movie ahead of time. That way we sometimes we uh, like I'll own the movie and I have to watch it before Dakota and hand off the disc to her so she can watch it, which is what's happened with uh, 
it and legend. Also, I found out over the past week, you can actually look, you can watch it. It's Stephen King's It is how you have to search it. Um, but it was up and available on Tubi. I yeah. don't know if that's like I a, think the remakes are on Max, too. Well, if you want to do that. Um, I think Tubi had like, Tubi is like that free TV app and certain things kind of come and go on it. Mm-hmm. So currently, as of September 22nd, you can view it on Tubi, the original miniseries. Yeah. Um, so we're getting ready to watch Legend. I watched Legend. I won't say too much about it. I will say it's probably my least favorite movie we've watched. And so I'm looking forward to it you because should, you should look forward I'm to looking it. forward to it because it was my least favorite like, so far. I enjoy some movies that Dakota hates and I hate some movies that Dakota loves. We'll see. I haven't seen it yet. So <laughs> I think her Dungeons and Dragons will kick in a little bit and she, she'll love the fantastical element of it. Yeah, I've been listening to a new Dungeons and Dragons yeah. podcast. Because it, it deals with like elves and unicorns and magical beings and fairies. and Well, by that thought process, we could have just watched Fern Gully. But this is a movie neither of, a, of us had watched. We wanted to do that. Yeah, that's fair too. But also, that's just, just like we could just do some Fern Gully, and it's essentially well, hindsight's twenty twenty to go to. We're watching Legend. We're watching Legend, and that's fine. Um, also, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to do it anyway. So that was <laughs> this week's episode of I've Got a Movie to Watch. Yep. Um, tune in next week where we cover Legend, and maybe the script will flip. So. Maybe. It might be me being miserable and Dakota being like, oh my god, this movie was the best. <laughs> Look forward to my cap, my text messages, all in caps, because I tend to do that with Matthew. Uh, I feel like it, I, te- I text like I talk. Yeah. So, <laughs> are there any final thoughts? It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. On like a scary scale. I, I told you it wasn't going to be. I didn't believe you. Um, as most of our relationship goes. Um, Fair enough. But uh, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, it's still... I just have a lot of conflicted feelings about it. Um, you know, I did it. And that's... I'm done. But it, it did entice you a little bit. It did. Like, I, you, you kept referencing the book, like, through some of our, like, conversations. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll read a summary of it. And I was like, all right. I'm glad I didn't read the book. Well, it would have taken you probably a month to read the book. <laughs> I don't know. When I do, when I do hyper-focus with my ADD having self, we could do it. Um, but I wasn't, it just wasn't going to happen. Both weren't going to happen. That's so, but I, I was, I will give it credit where credit was due. I didn't super like the movie, but it did make me look more into the lore behind it. Yeah. So four out of 10, it was fine. So <laughs> what's the likelihood of another horror movie down the line? I don't know. I don't know. Can we wait till October of next year? That seems That's fine. Can we just do that? Or I don't know. I don't know. I mean, because like I would, I was thinking about it earlier. I was like, convincing Dakota to watch something like Silence of the Lamb is going to be so hard. I, I'm not going to. <sighs> yeah, go ahead and tell you that right now. Uh, it'd have to be something that like I didn't already have some knowledge of beforehand. That's why I think a lot of it was like pulling teeth for me was because our new Silence of the Lamb is so good though. No, and I know it's good. I understand. Well, movies don't get nominated for Oscars very often, Dakota. I don't know. Talk to Oscar about it. What about something like Get Out? That's more psychological. I don't know too much about it. There's not a whole lot of like... I think your problem is maybe like... I don't... find imagery and gore. Yeah, I can't do that. Like, did we... The very first episode that we recorded of this podcast was E.T. made me afraid of hospitals. Yeah. So, like, like, my brain, like, also, fun fact about Dakota, I was scared of Santa Claus for the first four to five years of my life because I saw Nightmare Before Christmas and couldn't tell the boogeyman and Santa Claus apart in claymation form. I have a messed up brain. So, what you're saying is we can't watch Krampus. I don't know. I, I know. I know of, of Krampus. <laughs> we could do that. Okay. No, I don't really want to watch Krampus. Okay. Cool. If we're going to watch a horror movie, I want it to be like one of the 
top tiers. It's a whole genre that's untapped. I'm okay with that. I I, <laughs> I untap it all the time and get paid for it, just not in movie form. But uh, and for some people, like I do, want to do is a disclosure: like horror movies can be comforting for some people. That's yeah. fine. That's okay. That's your niche. That's all right. As long as you feel safe and you're good and you understand what's behind that. Not knocking on people who do enjoy horror. I am just one that doesn't. And that's okay. But I'm not oh. also like out here pretending that things are butterflies and rainbows either. Yeah, well, like when I was a kid, I wasn't a huge fan of horror. But like as an adult, I've come to like almost look at horror movies in a comedy aspect. Because like there, there's some. You. I can't. Well, like there's some horror movies that are just so outright ridiculous that it's it's funny to me like this movie like there are scenes with pennywise where i'm like that's that's ridiculous that's kind of dumb at one point like pennywise is doing somersaults and backflips yeah. and i'm like canonically in my brain that's tim curry doing that i don't know if that's true but canonically in my brain like one of the most horrifying moments in the movie with pennywise to me and then we'll close out the podcast because we're getting up there is the kiss me fat boy scene. Cause like, just, just, it's just being, jarring. Being, like being that. In that intimate moment with someone that you, you love. And then all of a sudden, it, nope. nope, you're kissing the clown that you're trying to kill. And it's like, Oh, Oh my God. I can see that. Um, but yeah, uh, I had a point and I forgot. My brain's weird. Horror still scares me. I am an adult. Oh no, I am a kid masquerading <laughs> as an adult, but I'm an adult that has to do adult things. Oh. Um, and it's fine. It's fine. You might convince me at some point. I'm Dakota. I'm Matt. And next week we're going to watch Legend where I will probably be in Dakota's shoes and maybe Dakota will be in my shoes. Maybe I'll cosplay as an elf. Don't do that. I don't have Actually, your life, do what you want. <laughs> Until next week, guys. Bye. Bye.